Shabbos, Perik Dalit Mishnah, base 4-2. One more on Hatmana. Here we say, Tumlin Beshlachin. You may use animal pelts. Shlachin are pelts, meaning it's the hide of the animal that sells the hair on it. Um, and you can use that as the thing in which you're wrapping your food to keep warm on Shabbos. Umetaltonosan. And actually, you can unwrap it, whatever, no problem, because the pelts, the shlachin, are not considered to be muktza. They have a use. What's the use? You can use them for sitting on. That's what they would use them in time of the Mishnah, etc., like as a, as a mat. Begizetzemer, same goes. You could use shearings of wool, like you, you shore your sheep. That's not a problem. But the inmatalton, on those, you can't move directly because that is a category of, according to the Mishnah, muktza machmas chesron kis. Those are things that are of value, and they're only really used in there. You'd normally only use your wool um, for its highest and best value, which is for wool for spinning into you know um, textiles, because you know you spent a whole year getting your sheep <laughs> to grow that nice coat of wool, so you could shear it off, so you wouldn't waste it um, normally. Therefore, wouldn't want the kids touch it, etc. And as I said, two Mishnayos on my introduction to to mukta, so this is considered to be mukta machmas chesron kiss. Now, that's the case, the Mishnah says, how could you insulate with wool if it's muktza? Um, you know, imagine, you should, it's worth seeing a picture if you can. Um, all the Mishnah books have them. Basically, imagine like a box. Into the box, you have like a lot of, you know, wool shearings. And then in the middle of the wool shearings, you'd have the pot surrounded by the, the wool shearings. So, and then you might even have like a lid on the pot. And on top of the lid, you'll have more wool shearings, keeping it all warm inside your little insulation box. So that's the case. Um, how would you ever be able to get your food out? Because you'd have to move the wool, and that's going to be a problem of muktza. So the Mishnah says, no problem at all. Ketzeru ose, how would you, how would you move the, how would you take off the lid? How would you move the wool shearings out of the way? They're muktza. No problem. No tlesa Just pick up the lid, and the the shearings will fall off by themselves. If you recall, my Hakdama two Mishnahs ago, I said, it's no problem. You can always move muktza if you're metaltel, do tiltel min hatsad. You do indirect movement. And here what's happening is you're picking up the lid and that's indirectly moving the wool, the wool, the wool shearings. So while you can't take your hand and scoop them or push them or brush them away, because that would be moving muktza directly, indirectly moving it through tiltel min hatsad is permitted. And that's what it's suggesting over here. Um, couple questions you might ask. Let me answer them now. The first question you might ask is, wait a second, why is this wool mukta if it's designated for use as insulation? And the answer is, it wouldn't be if indeed a person said, I'm keeping this as my, you know, Shabbos after Shabbos insulation box, and the wool inside is, I'm keeping my chalant pot warm. Then that wool now has been designated as insulation and stuffing and not as wool for use in spinning clothing. And that in the case, it would not be muktza at all. It would be muchan, set aside for its Shabbos material. But the assumption here on this Mishnah is that you're just using this as an ad hoc once off this Shabbos. Next, after Shabbos, you'll take the wool out and spin it into a suit. That in the case, um, it's still muktza machmas chesron kis because you wouldn't want your kids to ruin the wool, which will become a wool suit after Shabbos. Um, the second question you might ask is, we said that, well, there are six categories of muktza, according to me and my, my schematic there. We said there's a thing called a basis, a base for muktza. And we said if you have something that's a utensil below and above it is a muktza going into Shabbos, so then once Shabbos comes in, the base, the basis, is a, is a, is, is a, is a muktza also, because the basal davras, or it's supporting something that's muktza, and it remains muktza even if you would um, remove the muktza that was on the kli. 
That was the base. So here you've got a case exactly like that, it sounds like. You have a lid. On top of the lid, you got wool. The lid is the buses. The wool is on top of it. The, the wool is muksa. So therefore, the lid should be muksa too. You shouldn't be able to move the lid because the lid should be a buses, uh, a muksa item. The answer is that the reason why I don't want to say that a buses is a seventh category of muksa is because what makes the lid or what makes something that's a buses muksa is that it's subordinate to the muksa item. Um, and that's a bit of a conceptual thing. It's not just a, it's not just a simple category of muksa. That it's a you know black and white. So um, your most classic illustration at this point is if let's say you have a tray and you have two things on the tray. You have some coins and you also have your something even your your chasen watch or your your chalas for Shabbos. Both of those are considered to be more valuable and more significant on Shabbos than the coins. So therefore, the tray is a basis for a davar mutter and a davar aser. The chasen watch is the mutter thing, or the chalas are a mutter thing, and the and the uh, the coins are an aser thing. But we wouldn't say that the tray is subordinate to the aser thing because it's the more important thing is the more valuable thing, and therefore it'd be subordinate to the more valuable thing, and therefore would not be mutter. Similarly, over here, even though you have the wool shearings on top of the lid, which is serving which? It's not that in the case of um, you know, coins in a tray, it's the tray serving the coins. Here, what you have is, even though you have um, wool strings on top of the lid, the primary thing you have is the lid to keep the food warm, and adding additional insulation, serving the lid, if you will, is the wool shearings. So you wouldn't say that the lid is subordinate to the wool. If anything, the wool is kind of subordinate to the lid. And that being the case, the lid is not a bus, it's not subordinated to the wool, and not a bus, so it's not mukta. So, no problem, says the mission again, pick it up, by the handle, the lid, and let the wool shearings fall where they may. That's tilted on the side and permitted. Now, here's the thing. What about taking the actual chonk pot now out of the box? And you like have this, like, you know, you'd imagine you have like the indented area where the, the pot used to be left inside the box that has, you know, in the showing sort of the tracing, the shape of where the pot had been pressing the wool against the sides of the box. Can you do that? Rebbe Lezbun says no. Rebbe Lezbun says, Rebbe Lezbun Omer, Kupa, if you have the box like I described before, so Mata Al-Tzida V'Notel. You should tip it to the side and take it out, um, because if you, if you meaning the push-up shot is, you tip the, the, um, the box on its side and like sort of dish out the chunk while the chalant pot is thing inside the box. Um, and that way, you never take the chalant pot out of the box, because if you did take it out of the box, there's the possibility of the wool shearings that were surrounding the chalant pot, like kind of caving in, and now you have no place to put your chalant pot back inside the box, because the wool has fallen away. And the only way you could get the chalant pot back inside the box would be to push the wool to the sides. That would be tiltal, direct movement of mukta, which is forbidden. And we're afraid to do that to keep your food warm. And that being the case, Elizabeth Nazaria says, no taking the pot out of the box ever. Um, that's how um, the bartender learns. The Gra actually learns, interestingly, that what we're talking about over here is you dafka take the pot out after tipping it to the side, so there's never a chance of the, you know, if you're tilt- holding it sideways as you pull the box out, so then all the wool will fall, you know, to one direction. In any case, and um, that's Rizman Azariah Shita, but the Chachamim 
So that's what it says here. Rebbe Lizmazar Yomer Kupa. If you have the box like I described, Mata al Tzida Venotel, tip it to the side and take it out. Shema Yitol Veinu Yachol Achzir, lest you do take it out and you won't be able to put it back inside again. And then you'll do a derabund of moving the wool around. But the Chum say Chum Omrim Notel Machzir. They say no problem. Take the chalm pot out, put it back in again. And we're not afraid you're gonna the hole will fall in. And if the if the wool does fall in, ruining your little place to put your chalampad back in, okay, so you won't move it because you're not a, you're not going to be machal Shabbos. And the halacha is like the chachamim. Um, Misha continues on by saying, "Lo yom." If you haven't done your covering of your pot, let's say on Friday afternoon, meaning like as I gave in the introduction in the last Mishnah, your soup pot hasn't got a lid on it, and now it's Friday night. And the soup isn't covered; it's off the fire, but just isn't covered. Lo yechasenu You can't cover it now that it's become nightfall and dark, um, because we said that would be hatmana for the first time and forbidden. Kisahu, if you had covered it on Friday afternoon before Shabbos came in, venizgala, and then it became uncovered. You took the pot lid off, whatever the case is. Mutalachasoso, you can, yes, once again cover it up again. Finally, says the Mishnah, you could fill up a pitcher, let's say a pitcher of cold water. You may put your pitcher of cold water under the pillow or under the, the mattress um, to keep the cold in. That's one shot. We'll stick to that shot. Um, the idea is that the insulate, to insulate something to keep it cold so it shouldn't get hot is, yes, permitted. Because the whole rationale for the Gezerah doesn't apply to food you're trying to keep cold.